When Fortune magazine published Waking Up at 5 a.m. Every Day Could Improve Your Life, it raised more than a few eyebrows. But sleep specialists say there is a lot more to consider and that getting enough sleep is critical. Dr. Nicole Benders Hattie is a psychiatrist and a medical director at Included Health, and she joined our Morning Edition host, George Prentice, to talk more about this. Let's take a listen back. Are you are you a morning person or a night person? You know, I actually am not a morning person. I am very clearly a night person. I find it's just more product, productive, a productive time of my day after the kids are in bed and it's more quiet, actually. <laughs> well, for most of us, it is that mad dash in the morning from the moment we wake up. We caffeinate ourselves. We run for the door. We usually forget something. Um, but doing that every day, day in, weeks, months, and years, that has to be a pretty dramatic impact on our health. It certainly can, yes. I mean, I think starting every day feeling rushed and chronically behind can negatively impact your your mental health, right? It's like always feeling like you're behind in a race you can't possibly win, which really isn't helpful for motivation or positivity. It can also impact your sense of confidence, um, we certainly know that good sleep is critical to good mental health and as well as reducing things like depression and anxiety. So making sure you're getting enough rest is really the primary goal, I think, no matter what time you get up. I've read all kinds of studies on what is the appropriate uh, length of time for, for a good night's sleep. What What's your take? It really can vary. Um, you know, on average, we say it's between seven and eight hours per night. I think that paying attention to how you feel in the morning when you wake up, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel energized? Or are you dragging right from the beginning of the day is something to pay attention to, as well as at the end of the day, right? You don't want to go to sleep and fall asleep immediately the second your head hits the pillow. That's really a sign that your body is overtired. Are there things we might do sooner than later to impact uh, our positivity at the beginning of a day? Yeah, I mean, think about reorganizing your morning routine so that you have less to do, right? Lay out your clothes the plant you, that you plan to wear the night before, um, prep your breakfast and lunch meals to go ahead of time. You can also do the same thing for any family members that you might be also caring for. I think you can also do things like keep to-do lists for the day, right? Really prioritize um, what needs to be done um, versus a want. And give yourself grace that everything on that list may not get done every day, but having a plan can help you feel more prepared and positive about it. Is there something to be said for waking up really, really early <laughs> uh, before the sun rises, before 6 a.m.? Yeah, so I definitely believe in the overarching goal of this trend, right? The ability to not feel rushed, to have, you know, more quiet or reflective time to start the day, um, the opportunity just to be more deliberate about setting aside personal time. All of those things are very um, important. Um, if a, getting up at 5 a.m. allows you to do that, then that's great. Um, but if it creates a barrier to you getting enough restful sleep, um, then you don't want to do that. You want to think about how you're organizing your day in a different type of way so that you're able to have that that quiet time. I'm certain you're asked a lot about living a distractive life. Are there solutions out there? So I think rests and breaks, right, are, again, important for both our mental and our physical health. Um, you know, for a lot of people, simply taking a break from a task can allow you to come back to it with a new 
point of view or improved focus so that you're able to complete that task faster and more, more efficiently. Um, and if, again, getting up earlier helps your productivity by allowing for more break time during the course of the day, um, that's great. But really, I think it's, it's being reflective about what works for you as an individual so you can optimize the time in your day, no matter what time you actually end up getting up. I am fascinated by included health and what I've read about your mission. So what can you tell our listeners? What do you tell a stranger about included health? So at Included Health, we care for millions of people across the country as an integrated virtual care and healthcare navigation company. Mm -hmm. Um, Our members come to us for everything from care guidance to advocacy, um, and they also have access to personalized virtual and in-person care for urgent care needs, primary care needs, behavioral health, um, as well as specialty care. Um, So we're lucky to have been doing this work for millions of members over the past 10 years, previously as Grand Rounds Health and Doctor in Demand. Um, And we work with over 300 clients offering uh, all of those services I just mentioned. So do we have more barriers in 2023 than we did 10, 20 years ago? I think we do, you know, and technology is a big part of that, Um, sort of that constant bombardment with information, having information uh, at our fingertips. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of positivity um, with having access to data and information, but it can certainly get to the point where it's overwhelming at times as well. So again, you know, being very deliberate about slowing things down, taking that personal quiet time, reflect on what it is that's important to you, the people you want to spend time with, being very proactive about making that time is, I think, where we win. Dr. Nicole Benders Hattie is a psychiatrist and the medical director of behavioral health at Included Health in New York. And she was speaking with our Morning Edition host, George Prentice. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jama Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Chip Brantley, co-host of the NPR podcast, White Lies. Before we found the man in Vancouver, before we sued the State Department, before we snuck into the graveyard of a federal penitentiary, all we had were the photographs. Photographs of a group of Cuban men standing on the roof of a prison in rural Alabama. That's this season on the NPR podcast, White Lies.